to our text line at 785-899-2222. Continuing here on a Monday morning. Glad you're with us. Uh, had a correct. I have a correction from a listener. Thank you to a listener texting in. Manny Gonzalez did make the all-tournament team with Brady Brumbaugh. So I was incorrect on that information. So I apologize. Manny Gonzalez, money man Manny, and big shot Brady making the uh, all-tournament teams at the Orange and Black. So there we go. All right, let's move on. We had weekend winners, and there were a good number of weekend winners this past weekend. How about the losers, Christian? Where are your losers here for this weekend? I feel bad doing this one because it went kind of directly against uh, a prediction, if you want to call it that, that I made uh, this past week. But I will be the first to admit that I was wrong. Josh Allen, a loser of this weekend, not because of how he played, because he played great. However, it was finally going to be your year. I mean, this is the third time that you are playing Mahomes in the playoffs, and it's the first time that it's not a super team of seemingly unfair proportions sitting on the other sideline. I mean, you all saw the clips online, right? Their receivers can't catch. Their offense is disjointed. No one can do this. No one can do that. Travis Kelsey's washed. He cares more about this or that than he does what's going on on the field. And you're finally, finally at home, and none of it mattered. None of the storylines going in. The crowd certainly helped, and Josh Allen played great. 72 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, 183 in the air in a touchdown, though. Largely, this game was more a ground-and-pound battle than it was through the air. Allen also did something that he has done largely over the past couple of months, which has not turned the ball over. That was a huge knock on him this year, and all of those haters have kind of gone silent watching him protect the football to the nth degree and none of it was enough you couldn't make a play when it mattered you got hit by your own O-lineman forced into you by Chris Jones to make an errant pass when you needed it and Tony Romo for the 18th time that game said if the Bills lose this game they're going to look back on this play as the one that did it for them and it turns out he was actually right about that one you are going to look back at a missed Shakir touchdown because it turned into a missed field goal and a loss for the Bills in what seemingly was finally your year again not because of how he played because it was good but Josh Allen certainly not feeling like a winner this weekend. The problem is, is that it's not Josh Allen's fault, but he will get, he will, it, it's going to be the storyline going forward is that he can't beat Mahomes. It's not the fact that the Bills can't beat the Chiefs, it's that Allen can't beat Mahomes, even though Josh Allen is doing everything, I think, within his power to get it done. That play where the touchdown to Shakira was open, had him open in the middle of the field, he couldn't step into his throw. His tackle, Deion Dawkins, thanks to Chris Jones, got shoved right into him. He couldn't move to the right enough, like throw through the ball, and it was, hey, ball was thrown short. Otherwise, that's a touchdown. Bills lead, probably Bills win. Possibly. We'll see. Who knows? Nonetheless, it's. I feel horrible for Josh Allen. I mean, he's done so much for the Bills and how much he's done. They. But as more as I feel bad about the Bills, you have to give credit to Kansas City. Number one is... Patrick Mahomes is just a dude. He's a dude. 
Anybody, everyone saw that play, right, where he took off to scramble, faked the pass, and ran around everybody for an extra 20-some-odd yards? That is a dude play. That's like, you know, if you fake that pass and they tackle you, you're probably fumbling it. But because they know he's a great, he's a magician with the ball in his hands, he fakes that pass, runs around, and goes for a big time. He's a dude. For the first time this year, the wide receivers actually helped him out, it seemed like. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had two big-time catches. Travis Kelsey didn't have any drops, caught the ball, made plays. And, of course, Isaiah Pacheco still ran like a madman. And that's how the Chiefs offense probably majority of this season. I am going to give a bit of a pass to Buffalo's defense. They are banged up very badly and are missing a ton of key guys. The Chiefs are missing some guys as well, but I don't think as badly as the Bills are. The Bills got very far this season with a bunch of guys having season-ending injuries, and that certainly showed up last night in that. So, you know, you can you can say what you want. The Bills have to get better in some areas to help him out. And the wide receiver room was bad, too. It was injured, too. At the time, you know, there's some drop passes. You know, and Stephon Diggs is out there saying he wants the ball more in crunch time. Well, he had a chance, made a big-time play. Didn't make the catch down the field. You know, Josh Allen needs help. He's doing all he can. He needs some help. They need more of a running game. They've gotten better at it this in the second half of the season, but it needs to be even better than that. So that's a that's a huge thing going forward. I feel bad for Josh Allen. He and the Buffalo Bills and their fans are losers of the weekend, but Josh Allen's going to suffer the most because he's going to be the one that's the face of this. And they're going to be like, well, it's because Josh Allen can't beat Mahomes. Nah, really, it's the Bills that can't beat the Chiefs. And, you know, and I don't want to – I think Sean McDermott's a good coach, but he's not Andy Reid. Andy Reid is considered, you know, one of the great coaches. And That's the bar. I know. I, mean. I know. I'm not trying to say – but, you know, I think there was Belichick who's now, who's been up there and Reed's right behind him, you know, and McDermott's a really good coach. And, I, you know, they need to, you have to go for that fourth down play. Now, it, didn't, it did not end up hurting it because McCole Hardman fumbled through the end zone, which was ridiculous. But nonetheless, the big thing is Mahomes is a dude. He's a bad man. He's proven that he could win on the road now in the postseason. Um, the offense finally looked like it should for Kansas City, and what an opportune time for it to happen. Um, and you know what? The Chiefs' defense is, you know what? They took their lumps the last few years being kind of younger. Now they're in the prime, and they're playing great football. And, you know, they got this great defense, and if the offense finds its way, it's going to feel pretty darn good. Yeah, Chiefs, uh, the youngest defense, I think, uh, in the league. They're they're the youngest in the postseason. It's all first and second yeah. year guys. And that's a impacts for them. And they're playing incredible. Yeah. You're slowing down a team that, granted, uh, Dalton Kincaid as your leading receiver last night. No offense to Kincaid. Played a great game. That's brutal. That's not going to get it done for you. Uh, but largely, yeah, there were a couple drops in Stephon Diggs' part, and he needs to make those plays. But that defense also shut him down. They kept him dead silent. This Chiefs defense played great. They earned the win. I don't want to take anything away from them. Uh, but you have to feel like you have missed a huge opportunity if you're the Bills. Oh, huge, massive. You finally got him in your building, and you still couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. That stings. Fact of the day, since 2011, the AFC Championship game has included either the Kansas City Chiefs or the New England Patriots since 2011. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I love me a good ESPN stat. There you it's a go. Beautiful thing. Moving Wasn't on. It Mark Sanchez was in the was in the chip last time that it didn't happen. That probably is true. That's a long time ago. 
My weekend loser of the weekend is Kansas basketball. KU basketball lost at West Virginia on Saturday, 91-85. Yes, West Virginia got white hot from three despite being the worst three-point shooting team in the Big 12, and that's the great equalizer in in basketball is the three-point shot. But Kansas got outworked on the glass by West Virginia, who didn't have one of their better bigs in there to help rebound. The defensive effort was not good for KU, which resulted in the most points allowed by Kansas this season. But once again, I'm I'm starting I I've been trying to hold back because it's still early on in the season, but I'm telling you, we've we've mentioned it before. I'm starting to see some tiny red flags starting to wave around this program. I'm just starting to see some red flags pop up. The the lack of depth is so obvious. Even though Nick Timberlake went off for 12 in the loss and he hasn't done anything pretty much all season. They don't have a ton of great depth. And they're a subpar three-point shooting team. And I really think that is going to hurt them more times than they're used to this regular season and then then eventually on in the postseason. Kansas has won 17 of the last 19 regular season Big 12 titles. I know I say this every year. That could be in in danger. I don't know. It could be. the, the, The thing that Kansas has going for it is that nobody goes into Allen Fieldhouse and wins. Nobody goes there and wins. And so, so be it, I guess, if that's the way it is. I uh, I think Kansas basketball is lure of the weekend. They've, they've got some things that they got to get corrected, and I don't know if they can this season get that corrected. I don't think certain guys that they thought were going to be good, it's kind of, and I could be wrong, you know, because the, the, it's kind of like the Chiefs wide receiving room. They thought that they had these guys that would step up and play big, big roles, and they didn't. But the Chiefs still found a way to get it done. The, 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 the Jayhawks are kind of in the same spot. They thought some of these guys would step up and play bigger roles. They haven't yet. And so that's causing some concern right now as we sit here, you know, early part of the Big 12 slate. So there you go. KU Bass, my loser of the weekend. Do you want to say it or I say it? You say it. It is hard to win on the road in the Big 12. Oh. We say it every yeah. time, and this is no exception. But if you're going to lose on the road in the Big 12, it can't be in West Virginia. <laughs> it, it just, it just can't. That's I a mean, hard place to play. It's, it's like a, I know else. it's a hard place to play. Everywhere is a hard place to play, especially in the Big 12. And man, when you get down the stretch of the Big East season, everything's tough. And the Big 10, boom, they all beat each other up. That's why it's so deep. But come on, this is one you need to win, and. It's gonna it's gonna haunt you for a while this one because you needed it uh, badly I think and I, there are little silver linings Timberlake you kind of glossed over it but it's a big deal to have him scoring twelve if he can step up and literally score more than four points a ball game <laughs> for can we, you can we get more than two huge, buckets Nicholas huge. two more please Nicholas we need <laughs> you could have a missed three that's it. Uh, yeah, and, and Johnny Furphy moving into the starting lineup has been a nice little boost. He was four of twelve last night, but played a pretty or uh, on Saturday, but played a pretty good ball game. But then that's even less bench scoring than you had before. I am worried about the bench scoring, but more so, I think, is something that Ross mentioned as well that outside shooting isn't good and it's not getting better. Um, 
They play tonight, by the way. Kansas hosts Cincinnati on what used to be known as Big Monday. So that'll be tonight. And watch. Kansas will make us all feel, all make us look stupid because they'll dominate well, Cincinnati, yeah. be my the guess. The fact that They're, you're 15-3 and three still, like, yeah, these are red Cincinnati. flags that you should be waving on the scale of Kansas basketball. But you're still a very good team. I'm just worried how good within that top five, top ten scale you really are, because I think you're on the lower end of those teams. I would agree. Uh, real quick before we get to break, junior Cam Carter, four points in a game-winning layup. Kansas State knocked off Oklahoma State. They had to come from behind. They trailed a majority of that game, uh, but they get it done. Give credit to uh, Jerome Tang. You know, they. I don't think this is anywhere near the talent of team that he had the previous year, but they still are winning a lot of basketball games. Now, I want to see. I would love if they win on Wednesday when they go to Iowa State. Sign me up, man. I'll, I'll jump on this bandwagon full because that's one hard place to play. And if you win there on the road in in, in Ames at Hilton Magic, I will uh, I will tip my cap and say, "Yep, this is a this is another phenomenal coaching job by Jerome Tang." So, all right, let's get I to will welcome you on the bandwagon. Okay, you know I've been there for a while, but okay. that would be a huge. I'm not there. Heels not on. on that bandwagon yet. But if they win that game at Iowa State, I will. You can you can send out a hand, and I will accept that hand to be pulled up on the wagon. Okay, let's get to a break. Come back with the walk-off. Some final thoughts next. This is The Blitz.